Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to... It's still beneath the screen of the Ultra Critics. Ah, uh, we'll never have too to early. of the last one. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome back to Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, everybody, and we are joined today with our special guest, Dan. Say hello, Dan. Hello. Dan was with the Fundamentals. He writes for the site. Uh, what, uh, what all do you do, Dan? Uh, well, I do cover the uh, entertainment news beat, but I've been uh, working closely on the awards season, uh, starting with the Emmys, uh, the Globes, um, SAGs. Um, You've and been running been the gauntlet, do- as it were. Yeah, I've been keeping track of the who's been winning, who's been losing, uh, the narratives that are kind of forming around the award season this year. Um, and uh, kind of also learning more about that season as I go along as well. It's a lot more uh, dramatic than I had previously thought. <laughs> I don't know. What season, it gets really heated. <laughs> now, do you, do you mean dramatic in like a Shakespeare way or dramatic in like a high school way? Um, <laughs> I think very much a high school way. Um, I figured. <laughs> I just, you know, clarity is important, damn it. <laughs> I mean, there's some Shakespearean elements, but most of it is high school. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I, I think it depends on the award show, the level yeah, of, the of, of drama. Definitely high school. Yeah. Well, at Golden Globes, I don't think anyone think... really cares. It's just going for the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> As we discussed in the last podcast, they mean nothing. <laughs> None and of this means the, anything. And all the shows that mean nothing, they mean the nothingness. Put on your <laughs> put on your they live glasses, sheeple. <laughs> uh, all right. So today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Uh, the Again, Grand of Awards. The little statues of golden men. Mm-hmm. And before we get started, I figured we talk about the brief history we each have with the Oscars. Because unlike I know you two, unlike me, we ha- haven't been following it since you were like a kid. Yeah, you 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 apparently started your Oscar fandom early. Well, what happens when you're poor and you like movies? You, you watch the Oscars. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> it gives you a, a sense of of uh, the a scope of the universe beyond your own tiny one. That's that's fine. That's fair. Yes. So so Dan, you're the guest. Uh, what do you got? Your your personal Oscar biography. And it better be good. Oh we'll well. Off the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I grew up uh, the big focus for uh, is the red carpet, but um, that's what my mom liked the most. Um, for myself, the it was always hard to catch a lot of the the movies in the good categories because they always ran so late because the right. Oscar telecast runs forever. Um, yeah, I think I think last year's is still going on. But yeah, it's always it's always been sort of a uh, a challenge to be interested because historically the movies I like aren't necessarily the ones that get nominated for Oscars. Mm. Um, the ones that do are the ones I really cheer for, but they usually just end up winning like makeup awards. 
Woo! So, the awards uh, that sci-fi I've... movies have yeah. been historically allowed to win. <laughs> yeah, as I've gotten older and I've, you know, the more uh, artistic movies that get nominated for Oscars and stuff, uh, I've become a little more invested. And this year, um, following the narratives, I'm, I'm a little more invested, but it's, it's, it's still... Uh, it's a different kind of investment because you're almost tired of it by this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... following the whole awards season, that seems like you would, like, there's just an attrition, like, problem there. Well, there's only so many times you see Sam Rockwell accept the trophy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so I understand that there are people in LA whose entire job is just to cover the awards season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that. Huh. And when the uh, now, I'm like, I'm mentally, the job is to track who might be big players in the awards season. I'm I'm mentally like tracking what jobs I have had I would rather have than than that job. <laughs> uh. Thankfully I have neither of those jobs. <laughs> uh I guess I'll go. Okay. Um I don't really have one. Anyway, so Jeremiah. <laughs> uh no, that's that's not exactly true. Uh, but it, it's, it's more that I, I was very much a late comer to being any kind of interested in Oscars. Like, so honestly, the, the peak was when, uh, you and I, Jeremiah still lived in, uh, in slash around Kansas city. And we'd go to like the huge best picture showcase things right. like that was, that was sort of peak Oscar interest. And I've, I've lost a little ground since then because <laughs> see all of the important movies anymore not <laughs> but, only that, but now they really go to like nine or 12 and it's like oh that's a lot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no it's an endurance trial but uh i don't know but like i don't know the 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 length of the show and the sort of distantness that it had from from most of the movies that i was interested in sort of like dan was saying it was uh, was always the thing that sort of kept me kind of at arm's length <laughs> You know, as as I've as I've become more interested in the the stuff outside of just oh this movie exists and oh I recognize the name of that actor it's it's become you know I I'm definitely more engaged on that level like thinking about things like cinematography or um you know uh, screenplays and and things like that so it's uh, there's a couple of sliding scales involved I guess like I, I used to not care at all and then you know oh they started paying attention to genre movies that makes me happy oh i don't get to watch as many movies overall that that that, that pushes me away but oh <laughs> i know what a cinematographer does now so that makes me slightly more interested <laughs> so it's just a it's just a bunch of different like tracks going back and forth there's there's no logic to it at all right well no that's hardly any logic in most things you do although there's there this is a, a tangent anecdote but i i realized something that i keep doing in regard to everybody's favorite movie to bag on in terms of best picture winning, uh, aside from Shakespeare in Love, which is of course Crash. Um, <laughs> hey, now I like Shakespeare in Love. It was, it was all right. I remember it being kind of charming, but not like mind blowing. <laughs> I, I, I every time I'm reminded the Crash picture, my I go through the exact same mental cycle, and it doesn't matter how often it happens; it's always the same. It's oh, I didn't really. The David Cronenberg movie adapting the JG <laughs> about getting horny off of car wrecks got a, a best picture. That's nice. No, oh, no, no. no. That, the crash that won was written and directed by the man who wrote, ran the show, and created Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Paul yeah. I, Haggis. Like, 
every every time I forget that. Like I, because I, because that was because I wasn't into the Oscars that year, right. so I. <laughs> Honestly, just knowing that the other clash exists puts you on a, a small, on a larger scale. I love Cronenberg. I anyway, know you love Cronenberg, but even people who love Cronenberg <laughs> tend not to know Clash. That's fair. There's probably a good reason for that. <laughs> Spader, R.I. Corniness, you know, it's it's worth a look. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Jeremiah, how about you? Um, for me, it was always sort of like, as we discussed, I just, I've always loved the Oscars. And it was, it, the Oscars and movie critics for me have this weird sort of like parallel uh, track in terms of how I viewed them. Because I've mm. always loved the Oscars. And then for a long time, I just really hated critics. Um, and I can't explain because I, I remember why I started hating critics. It was because I saw Titanic and I didn't like it. So I so clearly, since I was a teenager, the most logical yes. response was all of them are wrong. Never listen to them ever. I, I too was a teenage boy once. <laughs> no, Titanic sucked and I saw Ace Ventura Pet Detective and that was amazing. So I figured critics must be wrong on everything. <laughs> wow. Talk about and- movies that have not aged well <laughs> and then i saw and then the oscars came about and goodwill hunting won a bunch of awards and i remember jumping up and down in my room when ben affleck and matt damon won i remember being elated the robin williams won for some reason i had a personal stake in goodwill hunting no clue why i'm not from boston nor did i really like ben affleck or matt damon at that point Nah, but they 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 sort of represented the the schlubby non uh, non Hollywood people. Right. I feel, like, I feel like that was kind of just what they represented. It's not that they were from Boston; it's that they were from somewhere else. <laughs> um, but then afterwards, I the more I learned about the Oscars, the 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 shift started to where I started to care about the Oscars less, and I started caring about critics more, not so much in what they think, but like becoming interested in what they think. And then the Oscars, I was just like, oh, I, I don't know how you people choose these things. You say you vote, but it's voting in a weird way because I don't I don't know how... No one likes the English patient. How did it get here? <laughs> <laughs> Good example. <laughs> I remember watching the English patient in a film and literature class in college and it being the absolute best cure for insomnia I've ever stumbled upon. <laughs> Like, it was one time I slept for, like, 12 hours before that class, and I still fell asleep. Nice. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I think they, I think it involved <laughs> sacrificing dogs or something. I'm not 100% sure how the voting oh, process those works. those poor dogs. Yeah, right? That's not uh, even for a good No, pause. for a better movie, I mean, I like Ralph Fiennes, but, you know, I have a and, shut by up the way, guy. Don't ask me. Don't ask me how I know this. Satan not super interested in dog sacrifices. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, the Oscars. We hate them. Now let's talk about them. <laughs> and we're held hostage by them because you can't not talk about the Oscars if you talk about movies in any capacity. You must. Well, mm-hmm. You must speak of them. They cannot well, go unsaid. In a, in a weird way, the, the the sort of cultural importance of them has gone in a roundabout way because they didn't really matter to about four years ago, and then the Oscars <laughs> so white happened. 
And yeah, then all of a sudden that, that... people were like, oh, hell yeah, that's really been white for a while. <laughs> for as long as it existed. But yeah, we can pretend for a while. Because there was a weird part of the narrative where they asked, like, yeah, when did it become so white? I think it's always been white. Become, yeah, that, that's an interesting way of framing that question. Oh, I will say, I think that Oscar is so white may have been the best thing that could happen to the Oscar. To like, oh, it, it actually, yeah, it, it, it sort of kept them from sliding completely into irrelevance. I mean, yeah, well, it, 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 it made people give a shit about. Uh, because they want to see if they're going to follow through with right. with their uh, commitment Promises. to diversity. Yeah. Well, I remember um, when the first year Oscar So White started, and there was some movie punditry show. They were like, "I agree with what they're saying. I just don't agree with how they're saying it," which is typical. Which is always a great response to any complaint about right, not right. being. Which is typical white person speak for. No, I don't really agree with you, but I'm not going to say that aloud because that would reveal what a racist I am. Uh, but like, it's like they, they shouldn't be protesting now. They should be focusing on the rest of the year. I'm like, well, most of these people have been speaking up the rest of the year. It's just you have the chance to ignore them. But now that everyone's paying attention to the Oscars, they have your ass held hostage. Yeah, because of, because of the Oscars themselves, it's not trending. So deal with it. Right. <laughs> So yeah, no, I agree with the Dan. The Oscar White, so White, was absolutely the best thing that could have happened to the Oscars, both in keeping it relevant and be and making it mean something. Now, of course, we now, of course, finding out what it means is going to be what we discover over the next few years and seeing what what if any changes take place. Well, mm-hmm. if the next but, few yeah. years or anything like this year, I think we'll okay. I hope so. You you were saying something, Dan? No, I was just agreeing. <laughs> okay. But, um, looking over the nominees, are there anything you, anything missing that you guys are shocked the Oscars didn't just grab up? Uh, not as much, but that's because the like most movies I watched last year were Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So, um... <laughs> well, they didn't really nominate that except for the uh, you know the. Quite honestly, I I don't mind in that regard. Like cinematography is the category where if it hadn't been nominated, there would have been blood. But <laughs> but like you know, they're like I don't I don't feel even for someone who likes that movie more than is healthy. Right. I I don't really mind that. Like it's it, no, nah, it, it should. I mean, if somebody bumped three billboards and put Blade Runner there, I wouldn't cry. But. <laughs> I'd cry a little. I think it's. I think it's harder. Uh, the the snubs I think for the, um, for the Globes was tough because I felt they because they have a, a bit of a broader slate. You know, there's some snubs there. Mm. Uh, he, I I still think that there should have been nominations for like Patty Woman, mm. uh, uh, Mangold for. For Logan, uh, but with with this, you know, it's really hard to argue with the director. I think with Best Picture, um, honestly, I could see uh, the Post or Phantom Thread getting. I mean, I, I, the Post would never get dropped, but from like a quality standpoint, I would like the Post to and or Phantom, the Post or Phantom Thread could probably drop out, or maybe Darkest Hour, um, and maybe make room for Blade Runner or. Um, 
or heck, you know, even even Logan. I mean, if they're gonna, right. they don't like to give best picture nods to superhero movies, mm. but that would be a good one to. I mean, it wouldn't win, but it'd be a good sort of bone to throw there because they're not gonna throw it to Wonder Woman as much as I would like that. Right. Yeah, no, that that's not gonna happen. Don't be ridiculous. Well, like uh, genre movies have a weird history with Oscars because it's only recently that genre movies haven't done well with Oscars. Uh-huh. Genre movies have historically, up until the seventies or eighties, they were always treated just as well as any other movie, hmm. like mm-hmm. comedies and sci-fi, or Alien. So it was the, that sort of like, I don't know, the, the sort of what the, the new Hollywood sort of shift kind of tweaked that somewhat right. or, or whatever you want to call it like that is i don't know uh, and it's uh, it, it'll be interesting to see it, how or if that trend continues because we also don't quite know what the fallout from like what logan was able to do to right. the superhero movie is gonna be yeah oh by the way to, to tangent slightly i'm terrified uh <laughs> Because as as you know, Jeremiah, like I uh, I was always a comic book first. I was a comic book person first. Right. Like the, I I didn't really become like obviously I always watched movies, but I didn't really become like a movie person until far later. Right. And I saw what happened in the eighties with comics when <laughs> like oh yeah no look at all these 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 uh, dark and complex stories you know what that means we just need to make everything dark and gritty it's about <laughs> it's about people being murdered in the face well i mean that that's what dc seems to be doing so yeah but that's just because they uh they decided to let Zack snyder steer the ship and nobody realized that Zack snyder didn't <laughs> realize that watchman was supposed to be a cri- uh, critique <laughs> yeah not only and that so that realized ex- he couldn't drive yeah that, that actually i feel like when you realize that Zack Snyder doesn't uh, think Watchmen is being is supposed to be read critically. Why a lot of the mistakes with the DC universe happened the way they did? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, superhero. That's tangent. okay. Uh, honestly, I would take out Darkest Hour because, eh. but uh, and I would put in Personal Shopper because I'm going to cheerlead that movie to my grave at least <laughs> till the next year. No, you should. Uh, I uh, and again, like, uh, well, I say. Again, they don't know, but um, <laughs> we I I didn't hear about before you told me about it. Like I'd maybe heard the title once, right? And then and, and then you brought it up as something that I should definitely see, and I was like, really? What's what's this about? <laughs> it is. It contains not only one of the best performances of the year, but if you don't like Kristen Stewart, I think it drastically changes your perception of Kristen Stewart. Well, I also feel mm-hmm. like most of the people who don't like Kristen Stewart are people who've only seen or have heard vaguely of twilight right i haven't being someone who only watched like one of the twilight movies and uh with with riff tracks because you know i'm a snarky asshole <laughs> uh, like i've never seen what the problem was she's in a lot of like really good movies yeah i i think the problem with with personal shopper is that um it's you know weird. obviously you can slot in the best picture well it's weird but it could slot in the best picture but you know the the um the two categories that would probably they they love you know they love double dipping they always have to have a couple right. um with their best pictures you know it, it's the the best actress uh is pretty um pretty sewn up but it's also really hard to drop anybody out of that list to maybe right. put Christian Stewart in yeah uh, I mean, that's... same thing with best director 
that's right. the those are some good nominee lists. Like that's that's true. Well, sure. not only that, but yeah. Personal Shopper is technically a French film. So it would yeah. be a best foreign film. Because it's a uh, Oliver Says. Or De Says. And so. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Uh, so oh, oh yeah. I think we need to remind the Academy that, that foreign films exist. Well, not only that, but like, it's also one of those. It's so good you forget it's a French movie. Mm. <laughs> that sounds insulting to French movies. It's not. I love French movies. But. Oh. <laughs> that sounded like the moan of a person who doesn't. <laughs> no. I also, I also continue to beat this drum in the animated category, oh, yeah. um, uh, where I don't think that the boss bitch should have been nominated, <laughs> um, or I mean, or, or Ferdinand, but there just wasn't. I mean, this wasn't the best year for animation, right. yeah. Um, but I would have liked Lego Batman. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if we're nominated, nominating, you know, silly animated films, at least one that's like decent. Right. Uh, uh, and Captain it's, Underpants I mean, and, was decent. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot about Captain Underpants. Yeah. I know. Slot them in yeah. for Boss Baby and Ferdinand. I mean, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I never saw Loving Vincent. I know you did, right, Dan? Yeah. It's it's amazing. Um, but it's the it's really not the kind of film that's going to win. Because oh, yeah. No one is expecting it to be Coco. Mo- We're not crazy yet. <laughs> it's not the movie. It's not the movie that uh, the Oscar voters' kids would want to watch. So they're not going to win. Oh, ooh, too real. Uh. <laughs> Same deal with the Bread Ritter, who is from one of my favorite animation studios, uh, Cartoon Saloon, mm. uh, and it's a really cool uh, story. And the Afghanistan, it's 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 a really awesome piece uh but it just again and it's not a disney pixar movie um and uh and it is against the law for anything else to to win as an animated movie although here's an interesting question what if coco doesn't win that'll be interesting i don't i i think the world will explode well no no because it's a probably one of the first pixar movies not to win I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised considering Pixar hasn't necessarily at a while. Um, I mean, Coco is good, but I don't know as good as it could could as their as some of their stuff in a few years ago. Right. Hmm. Um, up, I mean, I mean, Up was nominated for Best Picture. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, Up was <laughs> awesome. Up was great. <laughs> up was Wally, there was a stretch there that was really, really yeah. good. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely could see them. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could probably give it to Loving Vin. Um, the other problem is that they're they're so weird because Loving, uh, and it's funded through a Kickstarter. So oh, um, the bread the breadwinner is good, but uh, it's it's that same the same company that that uh, that the Oscar voters. Got confused about a couple of years back and thought it was like a Chinese car. <laughs> um, wow. So oh. uh, <laughs> it's it's a really good, but they're just they're just too weird. I mean, the Boss Baby and Ferdinand they have no chance. Um, <laughs> I hope. No, no, no. If I, so if it's I really wake it's, up it's in a world where Boss Baby won, I'm done. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> I have lost all faith would... in the entire dem- democratic institution known as the Academy voting system. That, they would have to drop the. That's the official. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> they would drop. They'd have to drop best feature film. Drop the cat because they couldn't. <laughs> they lose all done. credibility to say you've won that. <laughs> we, we've totally just shat the bed. Next year's Academy Awards will just go to different sandwiches that they like. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, oh my god. I know that's probably a site that has... I would actually watch that more intensely than (laughs) I've watched the Academy Awards, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) So, in the best picture category, have you guys... Mm. What have you guys... Have you guys... uh, No one here saw Call Me By Your Name, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I have not, unfortunately, no. Uh, Darkest Hour, no one's seen? That one one I... I mostly just... I didn't see that or Dunkirk kind of out of not being interested in World War Two movies this year. Right. I just wasn't up for it, man. There's a I'm a, one I'm a huge history that I highly recommend, but go ahead, Dan. I'm a huge history nerd, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'll see those eventually. Um, I'm really kind of excited for Dunkirk, um, but not as like an Oscar. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure Dunkirk will be, will be interesting, and I'm sure it will allow like Hans Zimmer to put dramatic noises into my brain while like sweeping visuals <laughs> go by. But I, don't know. I mean, I, I I even like I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan, and I'm still just like I just nah. <laughs> That's yeah. it's so weird because I feel I like everyone involved in that movie, and I just didn't see it. I didn't figure you for a big One Direction fan, but all right. Well, you know, I mean, you got to stay on top of the pop music, man. That's the, <laughs> Keep your finger on the, the beating heart of cult. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyone I'm... did uh, did anyone see Get Out? Uh, it was, it was that movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get Out. Get was... Out. I've never heard of yeah. that one. I don't. I think uh, I skipped that one. I, I, uh, I'm so happy for Jordan Peele. Like mm-hmm. that that movie has gotten all of the respect that it has deserved, and it is the best. I don't know if it's a comedy, mm-hmm. but I adore it. <laughs> it is one of the best movies of last year. Yeah. Uh, for a first time no, director, honestly, like the what he managed to do in terms of like just keeping the tone and the audience and playing the audience as well as he did was actually quite impressive. I mean, I feel like it's it's one of those those uh, trajectories that I'm really interested in seeing how it continues because it's like honestly, it makes me think a little bit of even the. Oh, instead of being from TV, like I mean, obviously peels us from from working in television to to movies, but I, I a lot like Peter Jackson's trajectory right. of like starting in schlock horror, like m- just moving into you know capital F films, and well, let's uh, hope he doesn't go through the route of making a couple of crap movies and then doing like a Hobbit trilogy, right. Yeah, that that would would not be as good, but I don't know. Just I mean that I I mean more that first jump, like oh, the okay. scale. Well, Get Out's in a weird place. I think I think Get Out is taking the. Uh, well, I mean it's it's hard to say because I was going to say that Get Out kind of takes is kind of taking the the token genre type thing, but I mean there's also Shape of Water, mm. but. Right. Um, I, I just don't. I don't see them giving Jordan Peele or Get Out really anything. Um, that will make simply sense. because 
he's he's new. Yeah. Um, they don't like to give new people things. <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg can attest for Jaws. <laughs> yeah, they like to wait. They like to wait until you're done with your career and you make crap, and they can give you an you want Oscar. Yeah, like that's um, that's of course the thing about the Oscars is is so much of the time it's not about the movie you're actually being nominated for. Well, mm-hmm. uh, when Peter O'Toole got his lifetime honorary Oscar, his first response was, "I'm not dead yet." It's like I'm still working. <laughs> I can still get one of these the right way. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, but no, like a lot of times, full time it, it is rare for a first time director to get nominated. Even rarer <laughs> still for a first time director to win. So I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. But you know, if he ends up going back to Comedy Central, they can still use uh, Oscar nominee on ad copy. So that's right. that's good. That'll be able. He'll be able to bump up the seller. Uh, yeah. You guys saw Lady Bird, right? Yeah, yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love Lady Bird. Uh, I'm really happy it's doing well. Um, I don't think Gerbeck's gonna win director, uh, and I don't think it'll win Best Picture. But uh, I'm still kind of pulling for. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, just don't. You're, you're gonna. It's it's gonna be. Bad. I'm, I'm pulling Sasha for Ronan. the lead. That, yeah, the, Sasha the, for the, the the lead actress in that film. I'm pulling <laughs> for her best actress. Like that's uh, the thing is I've I've heard her name spoken aloud before, but because of every time I see it written down, it short circuits everything. <laughs> I think I think Lady Lady Bird's actually a th- I think a perfect counterpart to Get Out uh, in relation in their relationship with the Oscars hmm. um, because. Uh, as a as opposed to a film about a black experience by a you know a black director very from that peri- that side of things uh which is unheard of at the Oscars Lady Bird's the same way from a female perspective um right. the way it's directed everything about it is relatively alien for the Oscars um mm-hmm. and and also first time director um although Greta Gerwig's a little bit more of one of them because she's been in movies right. and uh, appeal. Who's a dirty television guy. Um, <laughs> yes. Those, those, those disgusting small screen. <laughs> He's won Emmys, but as Dan can tell you, Emmys mean even less than golden. Globes. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a question. Have you guys seen Greta Gerwig in other movies outside of Ladybird? I'll have to ch- check because I, uh, Francis Ha, uh, Dam- uh, damsels in distress. She did. She's done a uh, Miss America, I believe. She's done a lot of Noah Bomba- Noah Bomback movies. Oh, I I believe uh, I saw her in The House of the Devil. <laughs> so you liked it? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, House of the Devil's a really good movie. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dan? I actually haven't. I actually. I actually. Um. Actually, uh, it's okay to yeah. say no. Interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I feel like we both immediately like went to IMDb pages. So. <laughs> I mean, she, she came up, and I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I'd heard of her before Lady Bird, um, right. but you know, I think she sort of was on out of my radar on the more artsy circuit. Right. Mm. Um. I mean, I 
I've never seen a Noah Baumbach film in my life. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, I, I, so, I, mean, uh, I mean, I highly recommend. I mean, she's not the um, the the main character, but she is in House of the Devil, which is an excellent movie. Back, like eighties style horror. Hmm. Um, if you don't like Noah yeah, Baumbach first... movies, I would totally recommend Francis Ha, which is a Noah Baumbach movie, but it's the best one, and it's also one of like the best movies and like. The last twenty thirty years is absolutely. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't make judgment. I've never seen them. I just right. haven't. They just haven't been on my radar. Uh, although she, I'm, she'll be in a movie I'm going to see because I'm going to go see Isle of Dogs as my first. Movie, ah. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, Wait, that did you, you can see a my Wes Anderson movie. You can see my credentials as a, as a film critic. I'm, I'm relatively. Uh, <laughs> I have really weird experience with things, and yeah, I, fine. Hold on, I, I don't watched. mean to sidetrack. So you've never seen any of the Wes Anderson movie? Uh, no. That's inf- I'm really curious about what you're going to have to say about this. Uh, you're in for a little bit of a treat. What a life aquatic. Yeah. Next. I mean, I've got, I've, I've, I've got like, I think I've got, um, Grand Budapest and uh the what's the, I don't know the one before that, um. Bouncing around, I think, on my hard drive. I just haven't sat down and watched it yet. Is that the watched Life Aquatic? Them yet? No, that, that no, was the one with longer the, ago. Well, the one with like the scouts and the I don't know. oh Moonrise Kingdom. Moon, I've had Moonrise Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, that one is but not I haven't, my favorite. I haven't watched them yet. It's a nice little like it'll. It's like a little bit. It's like it's like the shallowest one he's ever done. I'm just really worried because there's just so I read so much hype. I'm like, am I going to be disappointed? Eh, maybe. I mean, he's odd. <laughs> yeah. That's really all you need. Well, his, his thing yeah. about hype. Ignore the hype. Uh, honestly, I just yeah. go into a movie hoping it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then I just That's go fair. from there. And that you don't die from a uh, an acute quirk overdose. Right. <laughs> that that is a de- that is very possible with some of his movies. All right, moving on. Phantom yes. Thread. Crickets. No. <laughs> I'm the uh, only. Okay. Well, you said we're going to possibly see it anymore. I don't know if you actually. I, I I was gonna, but then I had other things to do. Uh, and <laughs> well, you fell asleep, didn't you? Phantom Threads. Phantom Threads kind of an anomaly. Um, I think out of all the Best Picture winners, um, and just in general, because even for a movie with Daniel Day Lewis, uh, in it. It just had zero buzz. Like, I mean, maybe in more artistic circles, people are talking about it, but like in general, the vibe of who even who's possibly has a chance is Phantom Thread barely gets brought up, or even people talking about how whether the award season's good or bad. They just don't talk about the Phantom Thread. Mm. Right. Well, part of the reason is when when it came out, like a lot of the critics were like, Oh my god, this movie's great. I can't tell you why, though. Hmm. <laughs> because, like, it doesn't... Which like, is always, like... like... <laughs> yeah, that's always a fun situation to be in, I'm sure. Yeah, no, like, uh, because it's, like, it takes a really, really awesome turn in the third act. But it is a great movie up until that point, and even after that point. But if you don't follow that turn, then you're gonna be kind of like, well, this was great until this moment. But mm. no, I agree with you, Dan. The Phantom Thread, out of all of them, is just like it feels like the one that like everyone's like, "Oh crap, this movie's here." <laughs> How long have that just been sitting there? And then we're gonna pick that up. I guess we'll pick that up. 
I actually heard comparatively little about Darkest Hour, also, somehow. Uh, I'd only heard about Darkest Hour because of Gary Oldman. Yeah, like, I didn't, I, and I didn't find out about that until way after the fact. Like, some, I don't remember when it was, but someone was like, oh, yeah, it was Gary Oldman played church. It's like, the hell you say? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, because I work in a the movie theater, my experience with Darkest Hour was I saw a trailer. Because I do, you, when you do greets, you have to stand by and wait and watch the trailers to make sure the sound and picture quality is good. Right. And as I'm standing there watching the trailer, this old guy walks in and goes, I don't know if you know this, but that's Winston Churchill. I'm like, yeah, he was a great man. Me? How young do you think I am? Okay, to be fair, the guy who sold me this, we call him Smiley. He shows up every night and watches like a movie two or three times in a row. Smiley is awesome because he applauds at the end of the movie and he sits till the last credit rolls. Aw, good for him. Okay, yeah, good for him. This is also, like, I saw Smiley again later that night because he was seeing the movie again. And they play the Darkest Hour trailer (laughs) and he applauds the Darkest Hour trailer. (laughs) Lovely. I I, I feel bad that I never got to find out what Smiley's thoughts were on Darkest Hour because he seemed really pumped for Darkest Hour. The Darkest uh, Hour, I think, is it's both the World War II movies up this year, uh, which is a weirdly dense field of World War II movies, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, neither you, of them, for, I for think, a time really that's have... not anywhere close to World War II. There are more World War II movies than you think there would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for all the ways that we've been softening on Nazis of late, you would think that... <laughs> oh! Yeah, I mean, oh. Right well, I mean, the last time it would have been whatever year we had... Say, even Private Ryan and Thid Red Light, I think. Yeah. Um, but unlike, I think, arguably both those movies, neither of these really are doing a whole lot outside of something. Uh, like, one thing that's really attractive, like, I think... Yeah, the Gary Oldman thing. Or, um... Gary Oldman or the, like, technical side. Like, Dunkirk's a very well-made movie. Yeah. Um, it's a very pretty set piece and very well-done set piece with the noise and stuff, mm-hmm. but the stuff in that set piece, the action, the the characters, it's pretty forgettable. Right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're seeing more. I feel like we're seeing Christopher Nolan over time understand further and further that he doesn't know how to develop characters especially well, <laughs> and so he's mm. just stopping trying. Well, I I, I don't mean to be that a writer that knows what he's doing. Nah. I I don't I don't I I feel bad about that because I like every Christopher Nolan movie that I have seen and I've even seen following, uh, <laughs> but it's just like, dude, <laughs> you you're go you're overcorrecting now. It was fine if you were just using overbroad like so that's that's not a crime. We're just making fun of you mm-hmm. for it because you always do it and it's funny. <laughs> But no, no, there is a weird sort of like, and it feels like with Darkest Hour, and I, I'm going to bring this up, uh, the current, uh, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't, Troll in Office, basically, he loved Darkest Hour and thinks it's one of the best movies of the year. And that's (laughs) what I was really afraid of when I saw the trailer for Darkest Hour, was there are going to be a lot of Trump supporters who think this is for them. And they're going to draw comparisons God. between the president and Winston Churchill. 
I mean, well, yeah, I, but they're gonna they're gonna do that with every. Have you seen that there are some corners of the internet where they're trying to do that with Black Panther? Like, yeah, no, I we have come. Damn you for destroying we have come the un- illusion of humanity for me. Yeah, we have come well, untethered. All right, <laughs> that's not really an issue. Well, I think the the, the thing about Darkest Dower and, and Dunkirk is that. They're just they're, they 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 fit easily into that narrative because they're taking a lot of the context of World War Two out and make yeah. they're trying to like decontextualize it. Uh, yeah. Dunkirk doesn't even show um, the enemy, which I think right. is a weird choice. And then uh, Darkest Hour. I mean, Winston Churchill has so many issues, um, and I don't <laughs> know why he needed another. Another... Yeah, there are plenty of people you could have uh, made Gary Oldman wear a bunch of makeup to be. Like, it's, it's I don't think that's a hard sell. No. Yeah. No, and why is it. everything so British? Like, why do we have three British movies? <laughs> well, like, are we out of America? Are we out of American or maybe non-American, non-British people stories we could tell? Those were the only ones. Those I, were the only stories. Yes, damn. Where's my Stalingrad movie? That's what I want. <laughs> um. Give, is, make Barry Oldman Stalin. Give him a big old mustache. I don't care. Give him an Oscar for that. There is a Stalin movie coming out, but it's a comedy? Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm excited for that like one. Have a, a Doctor Strangelove-esque movie uh, again, like World War II again, but now just like Gary Oldman plays every head of state? <laughs> Actually, that would be better than Darkest Hour. That would be so good. Um, I will. I'm going to do something that I, I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I'm going to do it for just a bit. I'm going to defend Darkest Hour in one okay. particular way. Like, I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, so right, I'm just being a dick. <laughs> right, but Darkest Hour, like, we, this year I've noticed, especially with Darkest Hour, um, Greatest Showman, um, a sort of like... Oh, yeah, that movie exists. Greatest Showman is horrible. I'm glad it didn't get nominated. Amazing. at the same time you have to see it. It's lovely. I'm sure, like, uh, well... Dude, I are like I already knew a lot about P.T. Barnum <laughs> before before seeing that he was going to be portrayed as like a liberating, like uh, just heroic figure. Well, that's what I was going to get at. Of, like, greatest, like, there's a lot of complaints that uh, Darkest Hour and Greatest Showman, like they don't, then they don't rely, they rely more on fiction than facts. I'm like, well, most biopics do. Like, it's only recently that we've started demanding movies about people, like, be 100% factual. I mean, nine times out of ten, most biopics have just used a person or a time or place as an excuse to talk about something else. True, but these are, I mean, I feel like those two in particular, it's not, I don't know, the especially in terms of, of pay, like, the fact that everybody suddenly woke up and started listening to how white everything was. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like the the, the fact they, that they, like, they, they didn't they didn't exactly pick exemplars of white people to profile. Right. Well, they never have. Like those particular <laughs> characters, like in this moment, are like it's it feels like very odd choices to to portray largely unblemished. Right. Well, first off, mm-hmm. if you go into a musical starring Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and Zendaya, and you're expecting some sort of historical accuracy, maybe just maybe you need to look at the reflection in the mirror. Uh, uh, you know what? I saw Light Rob. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Hugh Jackman can be in a grimy ass musical if he wants Hugh to. Hugh Jackman, yes. Mm-hmm. Zac Efron and Zendaya, probably not. You know, Zac Efron could do with getting his face mussed up a little bit. All right, he looks <laughs> like he's made out of plastic. But 
But what Dark like, is, I think with Darkest Hour, more so with The Greatest Showman, what Dan brought up is the fact they decontextualized Darkest Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest Showman is still in context. Like, they're still put, they're putting it in a different context. It's not one that we want or appreciate. <laughs> but it, it's like, they're, is, they're historical, but instead of being history, it's like history with a trademark symbol after it. Right. Well, and even then, like I said, there's a long history of biopics doing this. It's only recently that we yeah. really started to care. But Darkest Hour, I think Dan hits upon a point. It's the one that m- makes it seem least about the fact... Because you have to understand the point in time is taking place. And even, like, and, say, uh, Take Marshall, don't. which is another biopic, you understand, like, it may glamorize Marshall, which is fine. He should be glamorized. But it's... <laughs> You you understand the point in time it's being taken place in. You understand the time that Greatest Showman is taking place in. Darkest Hour is just more of like a, a Churchill hagiography than anything. And that's, I think, <laughs> when you have Nazis as part of your character base, should be focused on a little bit less. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I buy that as a defense. Right. No, I get Yeah, I get well, like, like, because I'm not really defending Darkest Hour so much as, like, I think was, like, sitting poorly with people in Darkest Hour. And in Dunkirk, as you mentioned, they don't show the enemy. And World War II is all about the enemy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like a World War One thing where you can kind of get away with humanizing and being like, oh, well, you know, there's there's the other guys, but we don't want to make them look bad. It's, it's right. they're literally, like, literally <laughs> yeah, Nazis. Was... It was so like that was that was of course the my my sort of one critique of Wonder Woman. They kind of made like I was super happy that it was World War One, but they kind of made it feel more like World War Two. Yeah, they made the Germans way too Nazis, which well, is a mistake a lot of people make when they but, talk about World War One. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, but, yeah, again, it's like when people are like, "Why is it taking place in World War Two? I'm like, "I think I have a freaking clue." Because <laughs> if you have your story taking place in World War II, I got news for you. You only have one story you can do. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so... Um, okay, so did you guys see the post? Yes. You saw the post? Yeah. All right. Uh, Dan, you I've actually like that's That's actually I... one of the weird things is I've seen the post and not the shape of water. I have not. <laughs> um, I didn't. The post existed until it literally came out, like right before the Golden Globes. It did feel like um, it just burst out, like in room drunk. Like, hey, I'm here now. <laughs> and I kind of rolled my eyes because, uh, you know, whether the you know the the, the term obviously person to person, but it, it really felt like it was like constructed in a lab to win are you, awards. Are you, are you trying to not say Oscar bait, Dan? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm saying <laughs> okay, Oscar bait. Okay. It was it's Oscar bait, but on a real like level that I've seen. Not it's not like Oscar bait. Like just, bleh. Um, well, well, it just has it, it. It just everything, everything about it. It's just it's like Oscar bait made too... by people who already have plenty of Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like factory. Uh, it's like assembly line mm-hmm. Oscar winning movie. Um, very clearly. Here's what's impressive about the post. Spielberg got involved in February. He was done by November. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he got involved. Like, this movie was made in the year 2017. Huh. Like, they uh, got that's not, on it. That's not surprising for a number of reasons. Right, but no, like, um, it is... 
I agree with you, Dan, but it's also at the same time, the post is so good. <laughs> it is a crowd yeah. pleaser and a historical biopic in the best way. And it's also a movie about feminism. And mm. it ends in a way on a cliffhanger as if Spielberg's to say, I can make a franchise on Nixon movies. Bring it. <laughs> And also, it's a good way of uh, now you can can watch that together with all the president's men and just watch journalism movies. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also a really good journalism movie. Yeah, like, I, really I mean, love it's, that it's, point no. where the kids like, "Is this legal?" And it's like, "What do you think it is we do here, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Spotlight. Spotlight yeah. is amazing. If you love Spotlight, you'll you'll probably like the post. Yeah. But no, I I do feel like uh, I I definitely get Dan's like feel on that. Just like the way that it appeared, and I mean, even the fact that it was made, actually, kind of speaks. I think even more to Dan's point. Like they wanted this movie to be on the block for the Oscars right. this year, and I don't and I don't disagree. Or just so much they wanted that out because about that time is when stuff happened politically. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's it's a I feel like it's an interesting example of how Oscar bait doesn't necessarily have to mean something is hollow. Right. Because, yeah, no, at no point in time do you ever feel like it's insincere. And I don't know for a Spielberg movie, it looks and feels oddly different than most Spielberg movies. It's yeah. Impressive. It even doesn't have that shine it, on it. it. Like, even though he still has the the faint photographer of Cool as Ice you, you can't you can't get over that <laughs> so fantastic did you hear about this dan no okay so the cinematographer that steven spielberg has worked with for like 14 movies one of his early movies that he shot was cool as ice the vanilla ice movie oh god <laughs> as thad pointed out oh. five movies later he's doing schindler's list Oh, that's it. I can't even. Oh, <laughs> that just shows you the sheer talent of the man, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we're I, not knocking it because School of Ice has a look to it. It's not, I'm not saying it's a great look, but it has a look. <laughs> All right, uh, so that hasn't seen Shape of Water. Have you seen Shape of Water? Uh, I, I, I have not. I've got it. Um. And I really want to see it because I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, uh, and like that's that's the thing that like I every, am I seriously time the I was only one who's and, seen Shape of Water? Every time I was going to go and see it, something came up. It was terrible. It was like I was trapped <laughs> in a Kafka novel. That's 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 the problem with that's the problem with Oscar movies. I think as as I think and I think anybody who says otherwise is probably lying to you. <laughs> it's really really hard. To sit down and watch most of these movies, uh, um, because I would and, and this might—I mean, I... you would. I mean, I think, yeah. That, I mean, that could be maybe people. I don't know. It just seems like it's hard to like sit down and just be like, oh, "I'm going to watch this because there's there's so much going on in them that they feel like there's more effort. I mean, I, I, I get that in a certain way. Like uh, that. I mean, I in one of the the conversations that no one will ever hear. Uh, like my my sort of response to Mudbound, right? Like that that movie, like I, I my whole thing about like like it being on Netflix is is in some ways not a great thing because it gives you the option to pause it 
and like the fact that I don't get to just be confronted by that movie unceasingly in a theater is something that I I, I regret a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some kinds of movies that that uh, are like emotionally. Well, yeah. no, like look and let's detail it a little bit because uh, Mudbound is it is hard to watch and yet it still ends on an, a positive note of sorts. Yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, it is an astounding is a, movie. Getting and, there is a road, though. Right. No, no, no. She makes you earn it. But, like, when you realize this is only, like, her third movie, and oh, she yeah. did it on the budget of, like, what, $20 million? Yeah, that... Uh... Because the fight scenes don't look like they're on a soundstage. <laughs> no. But, See, I, uh, I, I, I think they should... Uh, I wish Mudbound had some more... Nominated. Yeah, Mudbound is one that I I I do feel like I I it hundred percent should be on for cinematography, but right. like the well, fact that uh, yeah yeah just it's not it's it not represented. Best picture at least. Yeah, I, I I think the only reason why Mary J. Blige got the nod is so that they can make a big deal about Mary J. Blige being nominated for an Oscar. Okay, uh, I'm fine with that. And, she freaking owns it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I mean, I I. I I totally believe. I mean, I understand. I mean, from what I've seen, she's good. I, I'm not doubting yeah. that. Well, I mean, it's just you know, from a political from a political. So angle. the thing is that she's she's technically nominated twice because she's nominated for best original song and for supporting actress. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like also, this goes back to the thing that we talked about in the other one, like the idea that the academy got together and did this. It's like there's a <laughs> lot of people there, and it's like, but like, yeah, it would have to be a lot of individual people going. Mm, I like Mary J. Blige. I haven't seen. That's like saying I love Mary J. So like I'll vote her in because most people don't. As much as we'd like to think of it, most people in Hollywood don't call each other about what they did for the Oscars. Yeah, like that's (laughs) like saying the Academy got together to do anything is like saying Vermont got together to do something. Like there's a lot (laughs) of people, and they're spaced out strangely. To quote one of my favorite movies, 1776, Mr. President, have you ever been to a a delegation, a meeting of the New York delegation meeting? Everyone speaks very loud and very quickly, and no one listens to anybody. <laughs> it's nice to know that New York has stayed pretty consistent these couple hundred years. <laughs> I mean. Oh my god, the stories yeah. about the New York Assembly, just by modern day standards, are fa- <laughs> like like two years ago, not, it, Republicans yeah, showed like the power to the building so they couldn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the other thing about Mary J. Blige, though, that I think is interesting, uh, is in the category she's in uh, because. I think of the of the acting categories, it's the only you know, and this is from following the narratives that are kind of going through awards season. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily on any level of deserving. Uh, I that's like the one really competitive, yeah, supporting actors category is a bloodbath this year because like. I mean Octavia Spencer sadly hasn't been recognized as much as she could be. She odds, right? Uh, but uh, Laurie Metton. Janney, uh, Leslie Manville, Blige have all gotten a lot of love and they've gotten awards. Uh, Unlike, you know, in the other categories, it's mostly Rockwell, Goldman, and usually McDormand, but sometimes Ronan and very occasionally Sally Hawkins, but I very occasionally. Uh, Yeah, no, the like supporting actress is kind of the one I'm eyeballing the most. I think if I'm, if I'm being honest, like I'm, I'm, I'm most interested in its outcome because there's not come that I'm against. 
Supporting actor and actresses are always the most intense because we tend to have a love for the supporting... Because supporting actor and actresses are usually character actors, and we love character Mm. actors. The only problem is those are like the first two categories of the show, and so they get that crap out of the way, and then I'm like, well, that was the one I was looking for. All right, see y'all later. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going home. It's what spawned the infamous Bill Murray lineup. They don't serve any high stuff here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shape of Water is amazing. Um, I hope it wins a lot. I would love Guillermo del Toro to win. Uh, yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro, I, I'm always sort of shocked by the sort of like love and support he has just in and around the film community in general. Because it feels yeah, like he, like no a... one was there for him for Hellboy, except for like the comic book people, and now the... right, <laughs> and He's now like, hard... you got the comic book people and the artistic people, and it's just this weird sort of groundswell of we love you, you portly man. Please don't be a jackass. Yeah, he's just our he's just our favorite like <laughs> cuddly Mexican nerd. Like it's dude, dude can oh ah, I don't want to find I, I he is on the top of my list of people. That please, please, in the name of all the dark gods that I that I uh, sacrifice random things to, please don't let him have terrible secrets. <laughs> Did you ever see that one Twitter nope. of breaking news? Tom Hanks. <laughs> Damn it, the, the onion guy in the world. <laughs> Screw like, you, you the throat. onion. He's so good. He adopted the rat Jared Leto gave to. Uh... <gasps> What? Uh, no. Gave, yeah, he the the, the rat that uh, Jared Leto sent to Margot Robbie as his method acting bull. He's, like uh, he's like the opposite they, of Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't keep him, so they had to have someone. So he ended up with 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 Guillermo. That makes me so happy. Well, not only that, but my question then becomes: of how did Guillermo get roped into? This? Was he like standing nearby the conversation, like you have a rat that needs a home? Hello, my name is Guillermo del Toro. I mean, I oh. I feel like there's just I mean I I feel like actors know each other more than I think they do. <laughs> um, well, I like think I mean I, I've never you know I've I've been to L.A. once, um, and I've heard. But so I don't really know. I know obviously it's not like the stories where it's like, oh look, there's celebrity everywhere. I feel like celebrities though, like with politicians, they just kind of all are kind of aware of each yeah, other. Yeah, well, I mean, because they exist in that social circle. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like it's you know, it is what it I is. Plus, seen... Del Toro might have been a, my, Del Toro might have been orbiting around the the comic book movie circuit a little bit closer than he would right. other places. Well. I think I think it's a middle ground. I think as far as like knowing each other, celebrities are aware of each other. But as far as like you know, hanging out, possibly, yeah. but not nearly to the extent that we probably do in our minds. But mm-hmm. I know since moving out to LA, I have seen double the amount of celebrities I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it just happens. Well, I really hope that I hope she just put uh, she just posted free rat on celebrity Facebook. <laughs> And, you know, he no, no, no. I'm going with Celebrity Craigslist. <laughs> oh, I got. I would love Celebrity Craigslist. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh my bunch god! Of used, but a bunch of a bunch of used uh, Golden Globe statues and like uh... Meryl Streep. Seriously, guys, I'm running out of room. Who wants one of these? <laughs> like the awards oh, closet is double filling. We're gonna take it out and maybe put in a DVD collection. I'm thinking about starting <laughs> up one of those. Does anyone know about laser discs? 
Meryl Streep's gonna start her own Criterion collection, but it's all just oh, her own movie. It's all just her own movies, guys. and people just and she come has and a collect. Magnavox and everything. Guys, uh-huh. oh, did you find the picture? <laughs> no, the rat passed away th- this week. Oh, oh no! Guillermo Daddy posted about it on Twitter. <laughs> he passed away peacefully on on February 11th. Here he is. Oh no! Wait, that was. Oh, I'm sorry. That was last year. Oh, that's that's not as bad. He's in the ground for a while. It's not as bad. Yeah. And I was just see if we get a see if we get a. Well, if we get a weird if we get a weird like movie where like a dude falls in love with a rat woman, um, <laughs> we'll kind of know where that yeah. came from. Uh, it's an adorable historically a rat sleeping in a pineapple shaped bed though. <laughs> oh. Alright, yeah. um, and three billboards I think we can all agree can just go away. We've heard enough about it. We're done. Uh, I mean, I, I'm i not mad about McDormand uh, because she's getting the uh, I owe you one Oscar and award awards everywhere. Um, and uh, from what I've seen, I, again, I need to see this is kind of I, similar but different. It's reason but different reason why i have that opinion as the post um but uh i i love her uh in other stuff so i'm not really gonna be mad uh but yeah yeah i'll say this honestly was better than three billboards (laughs) that i believe because (laughs) it doesn't the narrative of the post doesn't seem to be as uh stupid as (laughs) the one of three billboards Okay, here's, here's something about the uh, post. I saw it in a crowded theater, and the, they applauded when, for a conversation Meryl Streep had on the phone. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Whereas Three Billboys, I just remember going, oh, wow, you just really want to say the N-word. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll give you awards for it, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> um, Sam Rockwell. And, like, I, really and that's the thing. That's... But I feel like kind of like well, the biggest issue with it. Go ahead. Well, the biggest issue with it is, you know, like you just said, it's 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 it, it goes against the narrative that the Oscars are trying to get away from. Right. Are trying to do it. It's it's the kind of uh, I think I've said it before. It's, yeah, it's it's the kind of <laughs> it's the kind of Oscar movie that would do really well a few years ago before they decided to not be white as much. Um, so it's kind of time shifted, but it's right. also it, still being successful. Yeah. It feels like a relic. And with that being said, we have come full circle. <laughs> and it's time to say goodbye. Oh, all right. Bye. See you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Right, um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget to check out the Phantom Mentalists, uh, Unabashed Book Snobbery, Ladies First. Uh, Dan, can they find you anywhere on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Dan Art Writes. Uh, you can also listen to my podcast, uh, Right to Survive podcast, um, on Twitter at Writing Survivor. Or um, you can also find us on Spreaker, Right to Survive podcast, on there. Uh, so give me a listen. We talk about writing and uh, how to write and how to get published, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, just uh, if you want to see some of the reviews, if you want to get caught up on the awards season that has gone by, go and check out on the Fundamentals uh, or check my Twitter. I've posted everything I've written on there. 
uh, get caught up. Yeah, I mean, awesome. you, you have uh, Randy Savage in your Twitter header, which is the most important thing. Yeah, you can't beat that. <laughs> right. And you know where to find that, and you know where to find me. Right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still a pale, pale imitation, but a good one. Shut up. Not as good as your Sam person. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'm I ran out of steam on that. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.